0: For our Peace Bucket, we're joined by Stephen Zunez, who is um, Professor of Politics and International Studies at the University of San Francisco, with a particular focus, I understand, on the, on the Middle East. And we asked Stephen to come on to talk about uh, Secretary of State Blinken's uh, recent trip to uh, Egypt, but particularly uh, Israel and the occupied territories, especially with uh, a recent uh, wave of violence taking place there. So, you know, Stephen, what was your overall um, assessment of why this trip took took place?
1: Well, there is increasing controversy both among Americans and around the world of the uh, U.S. continued unconditional support for the Israeli government, despite the uh, ascendance of uh, a far right wing and the validly racist uh, uh, elements uh, within that government, including in positions that uh, um, oversee the Palestinian population, both within Israel and in the occupied uh, territories, the uh, uh, Biden administration is, is indeed concerned about uh, this uh, the shift to a further right wing position. Uh, but uh, and has expressed concerns about uh, uh, having some of these extremists in power. And including uh, the uh, lessening uh, civil liberties and, uh, of, of Israeli Jews and, the, uh, and uh, the attacks on an independent judiciary. But at the same time, it seems to follow the pattern we've seen for decades, where despite some finger-wagging, <laughs> the uh, U.S. is unwilling to really do anything like conditioning the nearly $4 billion of taxpayer-funded uh, military aid to the, uh, the Israeli government um, the uh, refusal to s- stop blocking the United Nations from taking action regarding the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict um, and uh, their opposition to recognition of Palestinian statehood by various governments or, or UN agencies. So, you know, it really, it, it, it's, um, it's hard to, to uh, see what really can come out of the, uh, the, these meetings. It really does seem uh you know seem like the same old same old
0: well you know it looked like a while back that uh, Netanyahu was possibly headed to, to prison on on corruption charges but uh, apparently made a miracle recovery and is now head of uh, what is many people call the most right-wing government in uh, Israeli history which is probably uh you know saying quite a bit and, and perhaps I'm confused but were there not actually large demonstrations in in israel by i guess the jewish population about the issue of democracy rights in that country
1: yeah very much so i mean there are huge demonstrations in, in tel aviv and elsewhere i mean though though they didn't really uh address the palestinian issue at all uh, despite the fact that nearly 20 percent of the israeli population uh is uh is palestinian and the uh And if you count uh, areas of the occupied territories where Israel controls either directly or indirectly, they're actually a majority of the population. Um, So there are some criticisms that it was, you know, basically people defending the rights and rule of law for Jews, but not for uh, Palestinians. But uh, it it did underscore that uh, there is a still a very uh, large minority of, of Israelis who are concerned about the new government. You mentioned the corruption. I mean, that's a major reason that Netanyahu ran again for prime minister, because as, as prime minister, he, he uh, can't go to jail, uh, despite you know, being indicted on multiple counts of, um, of corruption. And so I think that the, the demonstrations we saw were more about basic principles of the rule of law, um, one thing they're pushing through is uh, is a, 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 a bill that by a simple majority, the Israeli Knesset, which is in the part of this far right wing coalition, can overturn decisions by the Israeli Supreme Court, uh, including those that would uh, send Netanyahu and his cronies to jail, including those that would occasionally block uh, the uh, seizure of Palestinian uh, land, uh, the destruction of Palestinian homes and and other violations international humanitarian law.
0: So, Blinken uh, did actually meet with uh with Abba, who is the head of the Palestinian government uh in the occupied territories and apparently he was hoping that, you know, Blinken and Biden might actually come with some ideas about how to actually restore, you know, Palestinian, you know, right over the occupied territories, but it, it seemed like Blinken came with some money for the United Nations You know, refugee program or restoration, but really didn't seem to have any political solution that he was offering.
1: Not at all. The U.S. position is that uh, the the only way of moving things forward is direct negotiations between uh, the Palestine Authority and the Israeli government. But the Israeli government has categorically ruled out any kind of Palestinian state. Um, They continue to uh, steal Palestinian land and colonize uh, the occupied. Uh, West Bank uh, human rights uh, abuses, including uh, murder of Palestinians. I mean, some of the people killed recently have been armed armed resistance, but uh, the majority have been unarmed civilians. Uh, you know, this is you know this has this led to the, uh, a rise in Palestinian extremists, including massacre outside of a mosque in an Israeli occupied. Uh, parts of uh, uh, Greater East Jerusalem, and but you know the the Israeli position, and very much by uh, supported by the US, is that security for Israelis is the primary issue, not the uh, uh, occupation and the denial of uh, the right of self determination by the uh, the Palestinians. And uh, until the United States is willing to push you know, that. Uh, uh, the, the, the rhetoric and support of the two-state solution really doesn't, doesn't amount to much. Because again, if the U.S. says we support a two-state solution, but we do not believe we should pressure the occupying power to make it happen, and we even oppose nonviolent resistance, such as uh, you know, boycotts, investment, and sanctions, and opposition to the occupation, I, I, there's really no way we could see uh, uh, how a viable Palestinian state could possibly emerge. Because ultimately, Israeli security and Palestinian rights are not mutually exclusive. They're mutually dependent on the other.
0: So I'm going to give you three minutes left, so I'll ask a broad question. You know, what, what what's going on in the Middle East? In and, and general, obviously, been a lot of protests against the religious leaders in Iran. Israel apparently sent some drone attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, Blinken visited uh, Egypt, which is not exactly a hotbed of democratic rights these days. Yeah. Is this just going to explode, or is there you know, an op- a pathway to peace here?
1: 2 and yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, e- Egypt, for example, holds over 65,000 political prisoners, and they are the second largest recipient of U.S. taxpayer-funded aid and support. So in addition to supporting Israeli occupation, the U.S. is propping up the Egyptian dictatorship. It also arms these you know, repressive uh, theocratic family dictatorships in Saudi Arabia, UAE, Bahrain, and and other countries. we were speaking out in support of human rights in Iran, but uh, that's because the Iranian government's hostile to the United States. We're, not, uh, we we're far more reluctant to criticize human rights abuses by our allies. But the people of Iran, the people of Egypt, the Palestinians, the people in the Arabian Peninsula, um, are just like anybody else in the world want freedom uh, they want greater democracy they don't want to be part of the dictatorial regime or or under military occupation whether it be a pro-us government or an anti-us government and i think until the people of the region you know have their rights there is going to be continued uh, protest and unrest and until the United States stops arming and supporting those that are violating human rights, we're going to be part of the problem, not part of the solution.
0: Any possibility that Congress is going to try to push the Biden administration any of this, or you know, Israel is just the third rail of American politics, and whatever Biden does is fine.
1: Well, you know, there there is increasing uh, a dissent against the. Uh, Biden administration's uh, blank check to uh, Israel's right wing government, but uh, only a minority in Congress have raised concerns. Indeed, Hakeem Jeffries, the new Democratic leader, and Chuck Schumer, the longtime Senate uh, Democratic uh, leader. have been very, uh, even uh, uh, even stronger than Biden in terms of supporting the Israeli government. So as we saw in Vietnam, Central America, Iraq, and elsewhere, the Democratic Party leadership uh, is to the right of, of rank-and-file Democrats on a, an important foreign policy issue. But like those other examples, I think is ultimately up to uh, the American people, particularly those of us who are who do identify as Democrats, to push our party leaders to take a uh, take positions more in line with human rights and international law.
0: We're out of time. Uh, Stephen Zunes, professor <laughs> of politics and international studies in San Francisco. Get a web page.
1: Uh, yes, www.stephenzunes.org. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-Z-U-N-E-S.
0: This has been Mark dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.